85 caps for Ireland. He captain Ireland to the first Six Nations Grand Slam title in 2013 and again making history when she captained the team when they beat the All Blacks in 2014 Rugby World Cup. Fiona Coughlin, it is lovely for you to join us. Delighted to be here. How are you keeping? How is life in lockdown treating you? Ah, yeah, like I suppose I'm, I'm looking on the positive side of it. Um, you know, there, there is some small benefits. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of time with family in the house and... Um, just been around the locality and just keeping myself saying, getting out for a walk every day and things like that. Like that's all you can do and just get on with it. There's a lot of people way worse off than me. So just keep them going. Yeah. It's a nice positive way to look at it. I know a lot of people, you know, are interested in your rugby career. And if there's anyone out there listening that would think that it's maybe too late for them to join, it's not because not, not a lot of people might know this about you, but you joined quite late and you started playing rugby quite late. Yeah, I didn't start playing rugby until I went to college in um, UL in Limerick. I'm from Dublin and went down there to do PE teaching. I suppose before that, I was kind of jack of all, master of no sports. Um, and then went down there to UL and just got hooked in the rugby. Played Once I played my first game, I was hooked and just hadn't looked back since. And things kind of just continued progressing. But even, like, I suppose it wasn't an opportunity for girls back when I was younger. Like, there was very few team sports to be involved in. Um and there was definitely no rugby, but even one of the other girls in the Irish team actually hadn't played any sport until she started on the Irish rugby team. She just took it up. So, um, well, sorry, not the Irish team, but rugby. So, yeah, a lot of us back in the day were a lot later to the game. So like, I'm a firm believer there's a sport out there for everyone and it's just an opportunity of actually finding it. And sometimes you're not going to find it in your PE class or you're not going to find it in your local environment. Um, so sometimes it is something like going to college or a new group of friends that might introduce you to it. So there's hope for us all. <laughs> there is, yeah. I think it's just about, it's not even about sport, it's just about being active and keeping moving and doing the best for your body. Like for you, when you went down there, did you ever think that you wanted to take it further? Did you want to just play it for the fun of things? Or did you feel, you know, there's something in this. I want to go, I want to be bigger, I want to be better. I suppose I was really fortunate at the start that uh, on the college team, there was a few internationals, the likes of Sarah Jane Belton and Patrick Kelly and, I suppose when you're training with people at that level and you're somewhat competing, you're kind of, it's in the back of your head. Like if I give this a good shot, you know, I, I potentially could, you know, it's never dead search. Obviously there's a lot of things that need to go your way and you need to work hard. But um, when you've those kind of people around you, you're kind of thinking, yeah, I, I could, could go somewhere with this. And like back then things progressed quite quickly. Uh, you know, I was into the Irish squad quite quickly, two years after taking it up, I was into the Irish squad. So um, it was just the, the way the game was back then. As much as it did back then, but uh, I'm after losing your volume a small bit there again. Are you okay? Can you back I can hear you there now. Maybe it was the microphone or something. It just okay. kind of dipped in and out. Um, right. I'll, I'll start again. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Right. Fine. It was just when I was like, oh my God, I'm losing you again. But anyway, I'll, I'll pause and then I'll ask another question so that we know where to edit it. That's all right. Okay. Fiona, you did mention, you know, that you took up rugby quite late and a lot of people might have thought what stopped you before college, but you did mention that there wasn't really an opportunity. There wasn't really teams for you to maybe be part of. I Before I went down to Limerick, I didn't even know women or girls played rugby. Um, I never saw it. I'm literally... 50 metres from Clontarf Rugby Club, but they didn't have a team. I never saw it. Um, so I just wasn't exposed to it. So 
going down to college in Limerick, it gave me that opportunity. They set up, uh, they had a college team and they were setting up a club team in UL Bowes. And yeah, I just, once I played my first game, absolutely hooked and haven't looked back since. It's been a brilliant journey. Well, it's great. And it's great to probably see the growth and maybe the participation of young girls now actually playing rugby at a young age when you wouldn't have had the opportunity, maybe under 10s, under 12s, you know, that was never there. No, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And if that's one thing that's come from kind of, I've seen progress the whole way through is minis into the youths, into schools. I think we can still develop further in schools, but there's under 18s teams at club and at provincial level. And then there's provincial teams. So there's some pathway and structure there. If a young girl decides I want to be an Irish player, she can actually see the progress that she might want to, or if she's just happy being a club player, that that opportunity is there as well. So there, there's great opportunities. Is it as quick to get into an Irish squad nowadays than it was back in the day, Fiona? Or is it maybe is there a longer route for them? It probably is longer. Um, but I suppose if, if you have the talent, you'll be picked up and seen no matter what age. They're always out there looking. Um, I think you'll see young Babe in Parsons. She was only 16 when she got her first senior cap. And look, I know she's been playing a few years, but that's still, she's a freak athlete. And I, I don't think you'll see too many 16-year-olds, but it's, there's potential there if you want to go a certain direction I think the potential is there to go whether it's club interpro or international that there's opportunities plenty of fond memories in the green jersey have you one that sticks out the most oh god um (laughs) there's lots of different memories for different reasons like you know you have the on-pitch stuff and the off-pitch stuff and they all kind of merge together like I suppose at the end of the day, you're competing at international to lift trophies and at the Grand Slam for me, just because it was consistency over five games um, and that you have a nice shiny trophy at the end of it, uh, that that's a very memorable, I suppose, moment. But there, honestly, there's been so many. And as I said, even some of the bad ones now, you look back and then you laugh at them because they kind of made us what we were. No, yeah, of course, definitely. I think to be even part of a team. And as you said, the on the on pitch stuff was probably just as important, and now it's probably different for a lot of teams going through COVID and not having that crack maybe on a bus or on the lead up to a big game. You know that's all so different nowadays. Yeah, like I can't even imagine because if people said to me when you retired, what was the thing you missed most? And yeah, like it's running out in the green jersey, singing the anthems, but it's also the crack you'd have in the gym at half five in the morning and wet, miserable nights out. Like it's the people there that motivate you to keep going out. So if you have to do that on your own, like for such a long period of time, it's tough. And you have to try and make the most of like Zoom and things just to stay connected. And I think it's that's really important is, is that connected piece because that's what we love. We love people and, and being connected with people. And I know you probably you probably needed a lot of drive and motivation, as you said, for the early mornings and stuff. But you yourself becoming captain, you know, that takes a lot of leadership. And where did you get leadership like that from? Uh, good question. I, like, I, I think you can learn leadership. And um, I certainly evolved over the years. I wouldn't say I was probably the best leader when I took over the captaincy. And um, you learn a lot from experiences, different experiences. I think one of the most important things has been self-aware and knowing what impact that you make on other people and look it's not always a positive impact sometimes you make a negative impact on someone but that you're aware enough that you've done it that you can address it afterwards um things like that I think maybe like have an empathy as well and understanding everyone else's different situations I think that's really really important but also not like I'm a big stickler for standards like whether it's you're in the right kit you're on time and I, I just think they're really important non-negotiables that anyone can do you don't need to be 
you don't need to be skillful or anyone. Everyone can be on time. Everyone can adhere to the standards. And I think that really set a, a good platform for our squad was the standards that we, and we had a motto, the standards, we, the winning qualities of our team will be defined by the standards that we set. And that was off the pitch as much as it was on the pitch. And like things like respecting people around a hotel, don't leave in a mess, you know, those small things that everyone can sort out their own house before you ask anyone else to sort out theirs. And just simple things like I don't, I think with leadership, um, there's there's so many different styles of leadership. I was definitely a vocal leader, but I've been captained by people who weren't necessarily as vocal as me that were just brilliant leaders. So it's, I think the fundamentals still stay, stay the same about that self-awareness and empathy and ambition. But I think how you portray it can be different and that's perfectly all right. I was going to ask you, are you a vocal leader? Are you someone in a huddle now giving us absolutely socks before a game, which you clearly were? <laughs> yeah, probably, probably should, should have shut up a few times. But um, yeah, no, definitely. I, that, that's just my personality. And um, I'd be a very, like, I, my nickname was FOMO in the squad, fear of missing out. I always wanted to be, like, first up in the morning, last to bed, knowing what's going on, being a part of everything. And that's just the type of person I was, but that doesn't make me any more of a leader of someone who's quiet that can do the job as well. I think it's ju it's just different. Yeah, you probably have leadership in your day job as well. And, you know, when you finish rugby, it give you other opportunities like dipping your toes into the media world or side of things and being on the coverage of matches. And that is huge, you know, when you're covering games. I mean, how did you find the change of being in front of the camera running around maybe, you know, to sit in there going, OK, I need to tell people how these guys are playing? Yeah, it, it was a complete change. And, you know, at the start, it was difficult because some of my very good friends and teammates were still playing. Um, and no, I wouldn't ever, like if I said something, I would have said it to their face as well. But in order for the, my integrity as a commentator, but also for the integrity of the game, you have to call it as you see it. You can't put fluff around it, but it's just been factual about it. It's and that that's the thing. It's putting the facts and just ensuring that you do that. And but it was it was it's still a journey. I'm still learning, um, and I think that's the thing. You're always kind of evolving and learning. You never really stop. So it's another. It was it's a brilliant challenge after finishing playing to still be involved in high level sport in some form. Like just been there. Like you know yourself being at live sport and events, particularly now that very few people have an opportunity to go. It's just amazing to be at them. And um, yeah, I, I really, I love it. Amazing. It's great to hear that you love being involved so much, especially on the mic, which is great. But a lot of people can find it intimidating, but not you, you're, you're mad for when it comes to it. Oh, because you're commentating and you're probably in the public eye still a bit, Fiona, have you ever experienced anything online that you might've been like, oh God, have you ever seen a tweet about you or something that you've gone, you know what, I don't need to see this now. And how would you have reacted to it? To be honest, I've actually been lucky enough. No one's tagged me in it. So I don't look, go looking for right. someone. But like with any of this, and I know there's been a bit recently about female commentators and particularly in England, they've been some horrible comments. But like the way I'd look at it, and if it did happen to me, I'd probably jinx, my, jinx myself now. But if it does happen to me, it says more about, the person that's doing it than about you like I just um I think it's very easy to sit behind a keyboard and someone just have a go at you like it doesn't say very much about that person and they need educating but like can we always educate probably no but like I, I genuinely there's more to my life and I value other people's opinions so much more than someone I don't know sitting behind trolling because they've nothing better to do in, the, in their life um, and I think that's just the way you got to go with it there's always going to be haters. You just have to move beyond them. 
Yeah, and uh, speaking of haters, and I know we're on the topic of uh, social media online, but when the Women's Six Nations were rescheduled recently, I mean, we saw an absolute horrific and some toxic responses online. And, uh, do you know, that hurt a lot of the players, Fiona, because the time, the dedication, the training, the training on-field, the off-field, the early mornings, the late nights. I mean, there's so many things that people forget about these players and how much time and effort, I mean, for the Women's Six Nations, they have jobs as well and they're trying to hold a job and play at the same time. So to see those comments must have been very hurtful. Ah, yeah. And like, it's tough when you're not getting to go out and do what you do and play and then to be hit with this. It's like a double blow. But, you know, like I, I'm torn. As, these people need to be educated, but they're probably not following any of those athletes to know exactly what they do. They're sitting at home with nothing better to do and sit behind on a keyboard like I just I, I really don't think they should be given any time like I in some ways I, I don't like talking about them because I don't think they're worth it I, re I really don't and I just personally if you're not friends with them you don't value their opinion as a professional they're not your coach it, I know it's easy to say forget about them but I think that's where we need to go leave them off they'll find something else to moan about they obviously have, live a really negative life and it says more about their life than it does about the people going out getting to represent Ireland and mm -hmm. sing the national anthem in a sport that you absolutely love with people that are just brilliant so um, yeah I think we need to forget about them and yes they need to be educated but they're not going to they have to want to be educated as well yeah, I love your answer there that you're the person going out in the green jersey and you get to sing the national anthem, do something you love. I think that's a really nice way to look at it. And, you know, it, it's probably hurtful at the time, but as time goes by, they might be able to have, you know, your thoughts and go, well, screw you. You're sitting down at home behind your keyboard and I'm here playing for my country. So it's a lovely way to look at it. And you have plenty of fond memories in the jersey. And I'm sure that you've so many words of wisdom and inspiration for some of our young listeners that are listening. I know that you know, they might be afraid to take up rugby. Like rugby can be seen as quite a, you know, a difficult sport. If you're watching it, some people might be scared to pick it up. What would you say to someone that would maybe feel like they want to take it up, but they're maybe having some doubts? Look, it's it's your life and you need to make the decisions for your to live your best life. And I think that's the most important thing. Um, you know, there's always going to be begrudgers and just forget about them, you know, um, yeah, just no matter what it is, and whether it's sports, whether it's, you know, a college course or a job you want to do or something in life you want to do, it's your life. You've got to make it happen. It's not going to come to you. You're going to have to make it happen. Um, I remember one of my first coaches said to me, I'm not the most, I was never the most talented rugby player, by the way, um, but it was hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And I've stood by that, like, just get, if you're passionate about something it, and you have an ambition to do it, Give it 100% and go from there. Don't let anyone stop you. That's brilliant. I mean, look, if anyone does want to take up rugby, you're just a prime example of an amazing role model for young women in Ireland that would love to take up the sport. I mean, you picked it up so late and look at all look at all the achievements you have. I mean, you're definitely a woman that they should be looking up to. And I love your, what is that, talent? What's your line again? Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Well, there we go. I think that's a lovely note to end on. Fiona, it was great chatting to you on the Shine Festival um, brilliant keep doing up the good work on um, on the sport coverage we love seeing you on it cheers best of luck to everyone